Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Peace and love, everybody. This is Queen of Fee. I'm chiming back in with you for the abuser side education. Um, and, of course, here um, is where we educate on those many tags of domestic violence and talk about, you know, the different aspects to the tags and discuss, you know, warning signs of the abusive personality and ways to, you know, kind of critique your behavior if it's you or somebody that you know that may be going through an abusive situation. So we're back again. And this month of May, we're educating on financial abuse. Like, we spent the entire month educating on financial abuse and putting that message out there of how damaging this tag is in relationships and how it does not have to come with the other four tags of domestic violence, okay? It can show up by itself and, like, really take a silent toll on you take a silent toll on you till you start questioning, like, why do my bills look funny? Why am I always paying for stuff? Why am I the one always doing stuff? Why am I the one always feel like I'm supplying all the needs, carrying the weight by myself, and I'm in a relationship, or, you know, I'm living somewhere or allowing my children to live with me? Because children do this too, and especially older children. Like, why are you supplying your older child high? Like, why? You're enabling a, a person, an addict, and you are creating a monster in the midst of that. You're enabling a monster to, when you want to say no more, the monster will kill you and go to great extremes to make you feel, like, really, really low because you don't want to pay money no more or you don't want to give money no more to that particular addict, okay? So that's that, which could be a grown child. It could be a spouse. It could be um, a friend, you know, a good friend of yours. It could be um, a, 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 a friend of a friend that you may not, you know, and you guys have gotten close. And now this person is in your pocket, you know. So you got to pay attention to financial abuse and the warning signs of an abusive personality. So there's that particular financial abuse. Then another financial abuse is, of course, the um, the one who is the breadwinner. You know, that's the one who is, again, making all of the money in the house and supplying all your needs as the victim, you know. So you may not be working. You may not be going to school. And, of course, you have to ask to do those things. Um, in some of these relationships, you have to ask to be able to do that because that's a form of bettering yourself, and that's a form of you making money and potentially leaving the relationship. So I definitely can't let you do that too much, okay? So anything to better yourself, the abuser will sabotage that, and a job can do that, and uh, church can do that. Tithing can do that. 
you know, uh, and, and we cannot let you do that because you may leave the relationship, okay? So that's number two. And then number three, of course, is the victim is the breadwinner, but still not able to distribute the money the way they need to. So you may find yourself, you know, getting notices, you know, bills are late, this and that, because you're you're trying to keep up with paying for the abuser. Because every time you turn around, your abuser has a problem. Like they're not working a job because of you. They missed the interview because of you. They missed the interview because you didn't get them no money. They missed the interview because everything is the victim's fault. And a lot of that relates back to money. So that abuser is saying, I can't work and I can't do this and I can't do that because you know, I don't have no money. I wish I just had me a couple of dollars, you know, and parents do that too. You know, uh, children do that too. But there's that particular um, breadwinner abuser who controls the victim's money and dictates how that money is going to get spent on a monthly basis. And when those checks do not arrive, the abuser will get outright. Okay. So you can go to work long enough to bring that money home, but then any extra um, any extra activities or curriculums you can't do because it could pull you away from the relationship. So the abuser cannot run the risk of that. So then you have three types of, you know, abusive personalities and three types of ways that it can show up. There's also the fourth one in the classroom, okay, and I hope you're taking your mental notes your mental memory notes, okay? Get this in your head. Get this in your head. Stop being hard-headed. Get this in your head. Victim, you may have to sneak and keep money in order to lead a relationship. You can never let an abuser know what your intentions are of leaving the relationship. You can never attempt to leave and go back because you will be Merc, there's no other nicer way for me to say that. You will be six feet deep attempting to, con- attempting to leave the relationship and come back. That back and forth stuff needs to stop. Once you have an exit, you leave and don't ever return. That's right. You scrape up all them pennies. You do what you got to do, when you got to do it, to pay the bills and make the way for you and all your children that may be involved. You start from scratch. In order to save your own life, you have to be willing to die in a relationship like that. In a financially abusive relationship, in a verbally abusive relationship, emotionally abusive, sexually, physical, you have to be willing to die in order to save your own life. So you will go over hell and high water to divide that plan, sneak that plan, put it into action, and your abuser has no clue. This is man and woman. Because depending on how crazy your abuser is, you know how crazy your abuser is. Don't even try that crap with me. Don't sleep on your abuser. Like, oh, nah, I'm good. I'm good. I know which way they're going to come. I know how they're going to come. And do. Nah, it's none of that. It's none of that. If you wearing these mini tags of domestic violence, you better take seriously what is happening in that relationship. We don't put this show out for nothing. We don't educate on the abuser side for nothing. Abusers need to get help. And even victims need to get help with 
being able to understand these many tags and exit that relationship whenever needed. But let me tell you something what you don't do is tell the abuser that you're leaving. You dead wrong for that. Let me tell you something what you don't do. You don't attempt to leave a relationship and go back. That's what you don't do. Once you get out that relationship, stay gone. Start from scratch. Start from scratch. Stop being hard-headed and thinking that you know the answer because you do not. Start from scratch. I'm telling you right now, every time victims go back and they say, they say, uh, uh, victims go back nine times before they actually, that is dangerous. To even go back one time is dangerous. What you mean nine times? Are you serious? You you are blessed beyond blessed if you make it out the first time. You're going to try this nine times? Really? Come on now. Uh-uh. It don't work like that. That's what I'm telling you. It don't work like that. And you can take this all the way to Joe Biden and whoever else you want to take it to. It don't work like that. The National Coalition for Domestic Violence, it don't work like that. It works like once you devise that exit plan in secret, hopefully it's memory notes, you leave and don't ever return. Start from scratch. In some of those cases, you're going to have to save you enough money to run to another state. That's right. Buy a bus ticket. Pack the, the one bag that you can pack. Jump board. Don't ever look back. Don't ever go back. Because it's a lot of sisters and brothers who go back and they end up six feet deep or in jail. Every time you, them nine times, this ain't no cat having nine lives. You only got one life. You only had one time to get out of an abusive relationship. You know, and, and that statistic right there, even though it's probably true, it just, it hurts. It hurts. It's disheartening to know that you're going to play with your life nine times when you know somebody is verbally abusing you, emotionally abusing you, sexually abusing, abusing you, financially abusing you, physically abusing you, have choked you out to the core, almost killed you boiled hot water on the stove and burned you with it. You mean to tell me you're going to go back? No. You have to be willing to die in order to save your own life. That's how that works. Okay? That's how that's going to work. And financial abuse plays a huge part in that, whether you get to go or whether you decide to stay in that relationship. Okay? If you're going to plan to go, then you need to be setting your money to the side. You need to be figuring this thing out. Where you going to go? Where this abuser cannot track you down? Do I do I suggest that you change your cell phone number right off the back if you leave? No, I don't. I don't suggest you change your cell phone number because you need to know the motive of your abuser. If you gone, you need to know the motive of your abuser. You see what I mean? So the tracking system on your phone, you need to find out how you can block that, how you can block somebody from tracking your phone. But you don't, I don't think you need to change your phone number, no, because you need to figure out the motive of that abuser. Woman or man abuser, where are they at? Can they pinpoint me? Where's the mindset at? 
Are they going crazy because of that? Because that's going to let you need to know the crazier that that abuser found on that phone or texting you or whatever, that's the fervor you need to run. That means once you hear the voice and the abuser act crazy, whatever, and if they sound like, oh, boo, I love you, come on back, I promise I'm going to change, that's a fluke too. That's a fake. Don't go back. I'm telling you. Don't test no nine times. Don't test no one time after you know this person been using these many tags on you. And you've been in a relationship six months to a year. Some girl, some girls and young men in a relationship got on 30 days. And this stuff be happening to them like that. You don't go back to that. The abuser will never change. I'm telling you I was one. The abuser will not change unless they want to. Period. Point blank. And if you don't drive that abuser to the clinic and go in there and wait for the abuser to sit in the session, then you plan on the abuser not getting no help. Period. Point blank. Stop sugarcoating it in your mind. Stop allowing the the abusive personality to make you feel like that they're going to change. It's not going to change unless you are in the therapy sessions with that abuser, chopping down some stuff. Because the abuser and the victim need to change for themselves. They don't need to change. You don't need to change for your family members, for your friends, and all. You need to change for you. You don't need to change for your children. You need to change for you. How can you bring yourself to sit at the table with an abuser who take from your children's mouth to eat so they can eat? They take from their own children's mouth to feed an addiction rather than feed their children. And this is the very same person you married or and or maybe a brother and or maybe a sister, maybe a mother, maybe a father. The abuse can be anybody. Don't get it twisted. The abuse can be anybody. You just need to know the warning signs of an abusive personality. That's what you need to know. So when you see those warning signs showing up, you know you need to go the other direction. Okay? And I ain't even going to count the DNA that you done got, got together with and had a baby with. Well, let's not start even counting your DNA, who your mother and father is and how they raised you. Come on now, think about it at the dentist. Think about it in the classroom here today. Think about it in the classroom here today. Don't get nobody nine times to play with your life. Don't you play with your life nine times. Don't play with your children's life nine times. Don't do it. I'm telling you, don't do it. I'm not asking you not to do it. You can do what you want to do. Believe me, you can do what you want to do. You, In fact, you're going to do what you want to do. But I'm telling you. Classroom, my students, DBWMT students, is not the way to go. Now, you don't come to the classroom because you think you know it all. You come to the classroom to learn and to get professional advice and to get courage to know what it takes to exit the warning signs of an abusive personality. Okay, so if you have any questions or comments, you can text me at 202-821. 8933. If you want to text me in the classroom, you can. I'm going to open the lines. There may be somebody, one of the students, who may want to ask a question or make a comment. Feel free to do that. And we'll have all night to take your question or your comment. Would it be one? 
in the classroom, any student wants to ask a question or comment. Okay. If there'll be not one at this time, then we'll keep moving forward um, on our education. So we talked about those three types of abuses, and that's just a small number because we only had like an hour in the classroom. Um, but it can be, of course, on a larger scale. You know, and when you talk about statistics, you know, they like to call it economic abuse, economic, I'm sorry, economic abuse. Um, and, of course, again, it goes back to preventing the victim from attending a job, demanding that the victim quit his or her job, preventing the victim from looking for jobs, and, of course, attending job interviews, harassing the victim at work because we want you to lose the job because you might be making enough money to leave. So we can't have you doing that. Um, and then uh, we can, we can, we can um, demand that the victim sign his or her name to loans and credit cards and, of course, if, if that's not happening, we'll threaten to use force on that particular victim because you're not supplying my needs. Uh, the other thing that we do is, of course, um, some of this can come through trickiness, and some of this, again, can come through aggressive behavior. So you can be tricked into this, okay, thinking that the abuser loves you and really cares for you and really wants the best for you, or the abuser could have lied because you don't do credit checks. You don't do background checks. So the abuser could have lied and said they had all this and that and the third. And by the time they just spent your money, they ain't never had no money. They can't reimburse you not one penny because they never had any money from the start. But they were able to get your money at the end of the day. Um, we also see this a lot with a senior abuse. You know, with seniors are abused by their children, you know, uh, stealing from them and using their bank cards and stuff like that and, 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 and uh, taking all the money out of their account or, you know, manipulating the bank statements and manipulating the bank conversation because that child probably is going to be the power attorney over, um, you know, mom and dad or, and or that senior person, grandma could be a granddad, that senior person. Um, will probably end up being power of attorney um, and, and, and probably um, be able to negotiate the funding and all of those, all of those things for that particular uh, senior, mom, dad, grandma, grandpa. Um, and, then of course, it could be a great grandma. It could be a great uncle. You know, it could be a great papa. It just depends on who that senior is. Their children are known to financially abuse them, okay? So keep that in the forefront of your mind. When you're doing your will, you know, and when you, you're getting finances and things in place as you get older up in age, you know, who is that responsible person that can be your financial advisor? Sometimes you may have to look outside the family. That could be your best bet to look outside the family and get someone to manage your finances for you, Okay. And this person, of course, will pay all of your bills. Um, 
and look after everything as it pertains to your finances. Is there any questions or comments in the classroom? Yes, sir. Is there any questions or comments in the classroom? We did have a question or comment in group just now. We need to um, have a question or comment in the classroom. Okay, wait a minute now. I think we have one. Okay, once I left my abuser, all my credit cards is paid off, and now I am debt-free. Okay, so there it is again. Um, and I'm going to, that's going to be the last piece that we're going to talk about when we talk about the abuser side. That last piece will be, the victim who ends up buying love or that person who ends up paying for love and, like, you're thinking the person really loves you, but, in fact, they're using you. And I may have said something towards that, you know, just a minute ago, but I want to tap into it a little bit more deeper because that kind of plays, you know. And then we talked about where, um, you know, a sister could be making, you know, a good have a good job, making good money, and, you know, her saying that she set the bar kind of high for herself, you know, and this abuser manipula- manipulates the situation and gets get this sister or this brother to bring the bar down, you know, and start accepting and rewarding bad behavior, not knowing, you know, the full spectrum of this potential financial abuser, okay? So um, getting back to the message, you can – Post your comments in group. Of course, if you are listening in the classroom today, which we hope that you are, we hope that you take our education very seriously uh, because it is important, the message that we put out to our community, to the dinner tables, to um, people that are listening in from abroad in different states, in different countries that listen to our um, education, abuser side education. Um, we hope that you do take our message very seriously in the classroom because it is the mental note. It is that memory piece that you need to hold near and dear to your heart in terms of chiming into those many tags of domestic violence. Okay? So what is another factor here or another form of behavior that could be used? Um, preventing a victim from accessing um, their funds, you know. So it's, again, your funds, but your abuser keeps the, um, keeps the, um, hold on, hold on, y'all, hold on. Yes, my bad in the classroom. I had, the teacher had to step out for a minute, but I'm back in the classroom, okay? Forgive me for that. Um, so victims are unable to access um, their accounts from the ATM, credit cards, so forth and so on, demanding that um, their name is on the mortgage or on the lease or on different assets when they bring nothing to the table but they want their name on it, you know. So this is, could be somebody who's married someone uh, who you guys may have started out good, 
you know, but maybe the person, you know, their partner, your partner, male or female, ended up, you know, not working or ended up with an addiction problem, you know, and just are not capable. That's something different. But when somebody is using you, expecting you, demanding you, putting unrealistic expectations on you to carry the load of the family, that's inappropriate. You know, and you're doing this on a constant basis, and the abuser will use, well, I married you. You married me. We're obligated. We have to be. See, the abuser starts saying things like that, you know, so they don't have to contribute to the job, contribute to, you know, manning the household and um, supplying the finances as needed in the household. Does that make sense? Okay. Any questions or comments, you can text me um, at Two zero two eight two one eight nine three three, or of course you can go into the classroom. I'm sorry, not in the classroom. Of course you can go. I'm in the chat room too, so if you're logged in, I'm in the chat room. I can see your questions there, as well as if you're in group, I can get your questions there. Men her two group, as well as um, uh, women and teenage girls face the truth about abuse sister circle group. I can get your questions and comments there. Um, and we do like to have our students um, listen in and uh, get your questions and comments uh, appropriately. And I think we have another. Okay, another form of the abuser, the one that keeps the victim pregnant so she uh, becomes co-parent, I'm sorry, codependent on him or her. Very good, very true, uh, can add another financial strain to that relationship, absolutely. We talked about that a little bit, about that person being able to take from the relationship um, again and hold that hold that particular male or female there hostage by pregnancy, you know. So a man feels pressured to get a woman pregnant in order for her to stay. And, in fact, she knows what she's doing. She's manipulating the way she, you see what I'm saying, to have a baby, you know. And to be able to keep him there, um, and then of course there's the flip side where the woman is the one being pressured to get pregnant, and man to stay in a relationship because you have a child or children by this particular abuser. So that is one of the ways. Very good. That's one of our students in um, our sister circle group. Very good. Who's um, you know doing her homework, of course, and taking her memory notes and applying you know, what we talk about on the abuser side, education to her own life and connecting those guys. And that's what we want you to do. That's what we ask you to do is take the education that we give you because nobody is giving you the abuser side. Nobody is giving you the abuser side education like DVWMC. Get it through your head. Go out there, search Google. Let me know. Nobody is putting it out like this right here, okay? So we're giving you the other side that you need to be able to leave that relationship and never return. Don't give nobody nine times a joke with your life or your children's life. Don't give nobody nine times to do that. Don't you use nine times to figure that out, that you need to stay away from that relationship, okay, because it's wearing those particular tags, okay? So um, pregnancy is, in fact, Another way to sabotage the financial growth of the relationship, 
Okay, so you got to be careful. Some victims do have to get vasectomies undercover. Some victims do have to get birth control and fatty tubes and things, especially if you're not married. Undercover, you know, you have to do those things undercover. Or you lie. You lie about how you how your uh your period, you know, or something ain't going on with your system right, you know, things ain't happening right. You know, we keep it 100 in the classroom. We don't do no sugarcoating up in here. It ain't going to happen in this classroom, okay? So you got stuff, there's physical stuff going on with you. That's why you can't get pregnant, you know. So you start lying. After you done had, like, three babies and you see this person trending this cycle with you and, and not really supplying nothing to the table, but and or if they are supplying everything, they continue to get you pregnant. So, yeah, they can keep you there. They can keep you there and keep telling you you can't work a job or you can't go to school because you've got too many children. And all of them can be their children. <laughs> it's just crazy, you know. It's just crazy. Don't run the risk of, of playing with an abusive personality like that or allowing somebody to step into your zone and play with you like that from an emotional standpoint. It hurts. Now, the last post of questions or comments, again, in the classroom, if you're there with me, we do want to get your questions and comments answered to our students. Uh, and we do want to make sure that our students get top quality uh, education to be able to connect those dots. Uh, as it pertains to their own story. The other thing, everything that we do in DVWMT is about therapy and um, therapeutic uh, field and emotional wellness and emotional pain. You know, we tap into all of that in this um, organization because we want to we want to be the educational resource for. Um, people that are battling with domestic violence, be it childhood, be it uh, family, be it intimate partner, be it uh, teen uh, dating balance relationships. And with our teens in this conversation, you know, watch them over the summertime when they get their money and things of that sort. Make sure they are using their money wisely because if you're noticing that, you know, they're getting checks and money is just spent up left and right, what are they doing? You know, do they have an abuser there that they happen to get that money to or spend all their money on? Are they attempting to buy love? You know, and when they wake up, all their money is gone. You know, you got to watch your children with that money. You need to take them into the bank and let them start realizing what they need to do in terms of, you know, saving their money and, you know, and being well prepared for when they hit the world at 21, 18, 21. They should not be taking their youth checks and job checks and stuff and spending it up on their partner, getting cell phones and you don't even know about it, uh, getting shoes and stuff that you don't even know your child at the mall, spending all their money on a boyfriend or a girlfriend. That's inappropriate. That's inappropriate. We want our young people to be wise with their money. You know, we don't want them to trend financial abuse. We don't want them to trend that. That is that is that is the worst tag among all the tags. That is one of the worst tags, too, to be trending, especially for our young people. All you know is to buy somebody something so you can think you want to feel good. 
or so you can think this person is going to be faithful to you, or let me use their word that they like to use. That's truly non-existent and not real for this culture, but loyalty, you know. You think you're so loyal to somebody who's not loyal to you. And, in fact, you know this person is cheating on you. You know this person is throwing you under the bus. You're still giving your money. You're still supplying a place for this person to live. You put gas in the car because this person has drove all your gas out your car. What? At this point, like I said, I'm tempted to ask my students, oh, what is wrong with you? And you know that you would sit up and condone this bad behavior, you know. So that brings us into any other questions or comments, please feel free to post them in the classroom. Uh, and if you're in, I'm, I keep saying classroom, chat room, but if you're in the group, why don't you go ahead and post what you learned? Because, you know, you, you know I've, I always like to ask you guys what you learned, one or two things that you learned here by listening in to the classroom tonight. Even if, you know, you listen to the recording version of it, post on the comment board one or two things that you learned, because I'm going to put the recording out tonight. Post on there one or two things that you learned, you know, from our classroom conversation here tonight. Get into your classroom mind when you come to DDWMT. Get into your classroom mind. We're not going to give you a pamphlet and say, oh, look at the pamphlet and you'll be great. We're not going to do that. We're going to educate you on the many tags of domestic violence. We're going to educate you on victim behavior, abuser's behavior. We're going to educate you to help you connect those dots to your own story and be strong enough to be willing to die in order to save your own life. Okay, question from our student. Why do abusers always have a motive? Where does it come from? Um, it, it could come from the victim. It just depends on, you know, the abuser sitting down and having a conversation with the victim, you know, getting the victim to spill all their business in a couple of dates that you're paying for, by the way. <laughs> I'm getting you to tell me all your business on dates that you're buying the food or we're going out, you're supplying the house. Well, I'll be daggone. Lord, how much do you need a friend? You need a friend. So, you know, it's at that moment that I determine what kind of friend you need, you know. And so my my motives become clear depending on that victim. See what I mean? There's no one set motive, really. It just depends on that victim and how much you're looking for to get out that victim, you know, how long you're willing to put up with that victim, you know, because sometimes victims irritate their abuse and just make us want to. Yeah, just yeah, 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 just yeah. You know, so it just depends. Um, but I will say this. Like I told you before, if you're whipping out your credit card, you whipping out your credit card, talking about how much you got and how much this, that, and all that, yeah, I'm going in. So you look like you need a friend to help you spend your money. So I'm going in for that. If you talking about how you lonely at night and how you wish you had somebody, I'm going to be that somebody. Cause now I got a roof over my head. <laughs> I don't have to. I don't have to be with that baby mother no more. Now, now you gonna supply me a roof over my head, or well, I don't have to be with that man no more. Cause now you gonna supply me a roof over my head. This depends on the victim and how much you know 
that victims can offer me as an abuser. But I tell you all the time, one one abuser got five victims. One abuser at least had five victims, man. Come on now. It's time it's time to tell the truth and do some real math about this conversation right here. You know, one abuser got five victims. Who are the victims? One, you as the number one victim, you could be the wife, the spouse, the long term girlfriend, or you could just be the girl I met thirty days ago, but you're green. So I'm gonna dive all in and make you number one. You victim number one. Because you whip out your credit card and I don't even know you like that. And you spending and buying a date and putting gas in my car and all that. Paying for me to get on the train to come see you, paying for my Uber, everything. You're going to be the number one victim. Number two is going to be probably a parent. Which could, it could be a dad or a mom, but I like to say specifically a mom. And I like to say that the abuse is male or female specifically abusing a mom. Okay? And then, of course, you have children who are victims of domestic violence. And I mean, come on now, I'm just saying one child is a victim, you know, but you can have three children. You can have four children. You can have seven children. You can have ten children. All of them are victims of domestic violence. So that just tripled the number. That just took my number from five to 25, okay? But I like to say a child or children. And then number five, I'm sorry, number four would be uh, another intimate partner that the, that the number one victim knows about. So um, the abuser could have already have a child with this person. Male or female abuser could already have a child with this person or could have been, you know, just getting out of a relationship with that person and they're in a relationship too. But whoever that is, you know about. Number five is going to be an intimate partner that you don't know about. So somebody that the abuser is sneaking around with when you know, all of the other four victims is getting on his or her nerves. They got a fifth one that they go creep with and spend the night with and spend their money. And see, that victim right there ain't going to do too much complaining because I don't see you all the time. You said, I mean, you ain't, you ain't talking about moving in with me. <laughs> but that abuser could have a motive for that victim, you know. It could be going back telling, telling, that, telling that last intimate partner that nobody knows about. This one getting on my nerves. I'm sick of this. I'm sick of that. So, you know, that person could feel sorry for him and just want it. You know what I'm saying? Just want to participate in some kind of way. So, um, uh, the last victim, the fifth victim is somebody that you don't know, you know. And if you got children that's more than one child, you count, count each and every one of those children are victims of domestic violence and those many tags that it is. So, you can end up having, the abuse can end up having 20 abuse, 20 victims. The abuser can end up having 20 victims, depending on how many children are involved in that situation. Okay? So it just depends on the motive. The motive depends on the victim. The motive that I'm going to be using depends on my victim. Will there be another question or comment in the classroom? Um, go ahead and post. I keep saying classroom. Chat room. Group. Go ahead and post. One or two things that you learned here tonight, because I want to know. Post one or two things that you learned here tonight as you're listening in to the financial abuse piece. And that last uh, warning sign um, or that abusive personality that I want you to be aware of is the victim who, again, is buying love. So you know, you know what you're doing. 
you know, you're spending all your money and, and everything that you got, you're putting it on this person because you don't want the other person to win in a relationship. It's another person there. You know, it's another intimate partner there. And you don't want them to have that beat. So you just go and spend all your money, put all your cake out there. Y'all taking Instagram pictures like y'all happy and all that. Oh, he happy with you long as you spending that money. She happy with you long as you spending that money, yeah. And that's all it is. As soon as that money starts running out, you're going to get a headache. You're going to find out what kind of monster you have truly created when you start saying no to that abuser. See, you got to wing your way out of an abusive relationship. Just like a mother got to wing a child off her breath, off her bottle, you got to wing an abuser off of your out of relationship. Okay? You got to wing yourself out that relationship. You can't just say, I'm going to leave. Because that means you're going to die. You got to wing yourself off by paying attention to the warning signs of an abusive personality by paying attention to the many tags of domestic violence. You got to figure out in that what's going to be the best way for you to die in order to live. That's the bottom line. And I'm going to tell you something, that is the bottom line. If you want to live and live for your children, what is the best way to exit that relationship without that abuser having no clue? And I mean absolutely no clue. That's why you don't tell me I talk to Queen of Thieves, Adam Davis, Queen of Thieves. No, let abusers contact me on their own. I work with them on my own. I don't need you going back telling your abuse, oh, Queen of Thieves, Queen of Thieves. No. I work with victims in secret. I work with abusers in secret. They can contact me on their own. Victims can contact me on their own. Don't be going back spilling the beans about where you getting your education from and how you building yourself up to exit that relationship. That's what you don't do. You don't tell your secrets about leaving the relationship and some of your family members you can't even trust. Some of your friends you can't trust. Y'all got mutual friends? You can't trust them to know your plan. You cannot. It can be dangerous because the, the abuse is so manipulative. We know how to be everybody's friend in the family to get the information on you. So don't do it, my sisters and my brothers. Don't do it. Women, men, and teens, don't do it. I'm telling you flat out. I'm a flatline because that's what I do. I flatline. I put that mess out there. I flatline. You want to think you know more than me? Then by me, do what you do. But I can tell you right now, <laughs> you ain't going to make it. You will make it with the education that we provide you. You will make it. You will have a strategy that you need to devise that plan to get out that relationship. You know, we always have good dinner table conversation in the classroom, and we always come truth and transparency. We always come no sugarcoating, flat out, no sugarcoating this conversation. Flat out. All right, so I do flatline. Uh, any last questions or comments? I see no one has answered me and posted in, 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 in group. Nobody has posted there because I wanted to tap into what did you learn here tonight. Okay, we got a student. Thank you, student. Okay, um, two things I learned in doing my will think of who will be responsible 
may have to step outside of family. Okay, so that was number one. Okay, number one, I learned in doing my will, okay, think of who will be responsible outside of family. Very good. So you may have to find somebody outside your family to be your financial advisor or power attorney. You can do that through the court system. You know, you can go right through the court system and they will issue someone to uh, be your financial advisor, you know, as you get up in age. You can also write that in your will, you know, that that's what you want. You can write that in, in your power attorney note that that's what you want. You can let your children know straight up that this is what I want. Uh, if you have an attorney, which is good, somebody who's handling all of the wills and, and financial stuff for you, uh, then, of course, you can let your attorney know that you want uh, your attorney to be power of attorney over your life and making decisions, financial decisions in the state, medical decisions. If you want a friend or family member to make medical decisions for you, that can be a separate entity, okay, that does not have to follow with financial, uh, 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 a financial or power of attorney, so to speak, in that particular um, agreement or in that particular will. Uh, you can do a separate one, and you should be able to do it right through your hospital, okay? You should be able to do that right through whatever hospital that you go to. Uh, you can, um, you know, request the medical will or the medical power attorney to sign off who you want to be. Uh, uh, power attorney over your medical uh, responsibilities. Okay, does that make sense? Okay, I hope so. I hope it does in the classroom. You know, my passion is to really love, 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 love on my students. And but I gotta also give you that tough look. Okay, number two is um, mentor my grandchildren on money. You know, and earning over the summer. Very good. Tap into them. Get them, you know, in the spill of going to the bank. Get them in the spill of sitting down. Even sit down, you know, and, and, and have the bank run over some stuff with you that's going to be very good for our students that are, you know, earning money for, for summertime or that's getting, you know, to the age where they can work and uh, begin to learn financial responsibility. Okay? We want them to be just aware of how to keep good tabs on, you know, their money. Now, they're going to be young, you know, and they're going to spend some stuff, okay? But we got to teach them how to do it, okay? And we can do that again by taking them into the bank and letting them get the feel for asking the questions, you know, and, and listening to you pose the questions to the bank. And, you know, can you explain to them what's the best way to manage their money? You know, what's going to be the best place to put the money in, you know, that they're earning for summer and all those good things. Because they should really try to contribute to prom, you know, to they should really try to contribute to some of the bigger things that they're going to be doing moving forward, high school and stuff, some of their summer trips and stuff like that. They should have their little summer job money to help contribute towards that. Okay, it's not fair for you as a parent to have to spend all of your money on that, and they just go spend all their money on who they want to a party tonight, girlfriend, boyfriend, somebody that don't care about them, somebody that don't care about their well-being, their financial well-being. And they're giving all their summer job money to a parent who's an addict. It's not good. Okay? Um, 
Number three is who are the victims, wife, girlfriend, or husband? Parents, mostly the mom, the children, yes, intimate partner that wife or husband and girlfriend knows about, right, an intimate partner that, you know, that the victim, number one victim, does not know about. So very good in the classroom. So proud of my students. I love when you guys, you know, can tell me what was said in the classroom because I know your brain is on. <laughs> okay. Um, I learned don't go back to your abuser once you have a safe exit. Very, very good. Second, an abuser can have five or more victims. Third, don't be quick to tell your family. Very good. And four, do everything in teachers. That's right. That's right. Very good in the classroom again. Very good. So you, the brains are on. You're being educated. Very good. You're chiming in. You're listening. You're taking your mental memory notes. And if you got a notepad, sometimes you might want to take notes, literally write down notes, and go back and reflect over your notes. You know, go back and reflect over what we discussed in the classroom so your brain can get stronger and stronger and stronger with understanding and recognizing the language and being secure in the education. So when you exit that plan, you are ready to die and saying that you're going to live, okay? That's going to be the best way to exit a relationship. If you're going through an abusive relationship and you know somebody that could be going through an abusive relationship, you know, you can call the National Hotline for Domestic Violence, 1-800-799-SAFE, 1-800-799-SAFE. Not a lot of resources there for men. But, of course, brothers, you can reach out to me, Queen of Fee, and the sisters can, too, at 202-821-8933 and maybe get some backhand uh, information or um, what we call it, Uh, uh, inspiration, education, and empathy towards uh, what you may be going through. You're still confused or your spirit is still rumbled. You just don't know. You're kind of stuck in the middle. You have more questions. Don't be afraid to chime in to me, you know, and let's discuss your questions, your comments, your concerns. That's how the brain processes and learns more and gets stronger more and understands more and be, and begins to, to to connect those dots more. And that's the type of healthy brain activity you need in order to exit that relationship and exit one time, and I mean one time only. Don't you give nobody nine times to play with your life. Don't you play with your life nine times. Don't you play with your life one time. Don't you give nobody one time, male, female, chick, child, boy, no time to play with your life. When you have got a safe exit, like our sister said, you exit and never return men, women, and things. I can assure you, students, you exit and never return. Never return. And you amp up your security for yourself. You amp up your security for yourself. That's right. You take extra precautions. Once you have left the relationship, you take extra precautions. You don't sleep on nothing or nobody when it comes to this relationship. And, and, and the person who who makes me go really, really in on that 
situation right there is me, of course, because I was a victim and an abuser. That's the one them to my door. Because she said, Mom, oh, no, he ain't crazy. I got this. I got this. Don't worry about that. I got this. And I hear women, men, and teens say that all the freaking time. You say it all the time, and you think you know somebody, and you don't have no idea because that man shot my door in her head. And she told, but she told me she got. I told her you don't got nothing. You <laughs> you don't got nothing. Don't you turn your back on the abuser because he or she will kill you. My daughter not here. <laughs> if you think you got it uncontrolled by means, you can plan your funeral tomorrow. Just go ahead and start. Give your children that right. Won't you go ahead and plan your funeral tomorrow? Get that right to your children. Stop just only thinking about yourself and thinking you got it under control. You don't have nothing under control. You are out of control. Anytime you sit up and put up with somebody doing these domestic violence mini tags to you, you accept that, or anytime you are an abuser sitting up doing that to somebody, you out of control. And, yes, you need mental health. You need mental health because some things ain't right with you, victims and abusers, being loyal to each other and messing up these little baby lives who's sitting up here watching this crap go on before their before they face and listen to y'all argue all night long and beat up the mother, beat up the father all night. You disrespectful. You are a disappointment to your children. They can't trust you. They can't respect you doing something like that. To them, this is for the victim and the abuser. And children should be taken out of a place like that. They they are not meant to live. You're supposed to give your children the best opportunity in the world to live a healthy uh, mental health and emotional healthy life. You ain't supposed to be sitting up, oh, that's my baby father, that's my baby mother, and I, 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 I'm so loyal to this. And you know this person constantly throws you under the bus with these mini tags of domestic violence. Or you're the abuser doing it to somebody. And then it goes over to your children. Like, now you're doing it to Now you're abusing your children. Because abuse is abuse. Don't try to tell me, um, oh, well, I was doing it for this reason, and I was doing Okay, that's fine. I get, the, I get that. But the behavior don't change. You're not getting ready to sit up and justify a woman's behavior to me when I see that it's abusive. When I see that it's aggressive behavior, we can get in why she's doing it later. We need to check this behavior right now, though, because the children are being hurt by the behavior. Nine times out of ten, they don't know why you're doing the behavior. They just know that they're being hurt behind the behavior. Their brains are not really smart enough to figure out why. And I'm, I'm going to leave y'all with this. And, I, and I'm, I'm going to stand up for children's rights. Because I, I know how I feel to do this to your children because I had to, I had done it to my own. I know it ain't right. And if you're a parent, you identify with what I'm saying, victim or abuse. You identify with what I'm saying. I'm going to say this to you and I'm going to let the class go. We, you guys looked at that video and saw me spinning around on the merry-go with them young babies out there. Well, it was a young girl out there. She couldn't, I think she was about nine. She told me she was nine. 
And, and, and me and her got to talking. She just fell in love with Blakey Blake. I mean, she just fell head over heels for Blake. She got beautiful eyes. She's so pretty. Who is that to you? Who is that your daughter? Who is she to you? So I get to explain to my little sister that, uh, you know, uh, her her mom is my daughter. And that Blake's dad killed her mom. Man, the little girl could not wrap her nine-year-old brain around it. Do you not know she had to repeatedly ask me the question, can I let Till we, oh, I had to leave when they was ready to leave playground so I could make sure her little brain was all right and telling her that story. Mom was right there. I told her, Mom, look, can I tell her the truth about our story and what happened to my daughter? Her mom said, she would talk your head off. Go ahead and tell her. You know, so I tell her the truth because you know me. I don't do no sugarcoat. I ain't about to fake out here. And she said that she wanted, I said, well, what you want to be when you go? She said she wouldn't mind being a doctor because she'll be able to help people like Blake's mom. Lord, that just blessed my heart so much. And whether she going to be a doctor or not, I don't know. But I told her, you are a blessing to us. And I was feeling some kind of way before I got to the playground. But when I started sharing with her, I felt better. And I, I felt like uh, 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 uh. I inspired her. Nana's story and Blake's story inspired her. That made her draw even closer to Blake. Like, she took Blake under her wing at that playground. Like, nobody's not going <laughs> to touch this baby right here ever again. That's what she said. She said, nobody's not going to touch this baby ever again. And I bet you her mom wished that she could be here with her right now. I said, she do. You right. I said, I know if, if my daughter if my daughter had it all over to do it all over again, she would not risk her life. And when I told her that, hey, no, you need to back up off that piece, she'd have backed up off of that piece. And me and the little girl was just going on having a beautiful conversation about the smile for smiley love movement. But my point is, stop playing with your children's lives. Stop thinking you know your abuser. Stop thinking you know that abuse because you don't. Now you now you will begin to know the warning signs of the abusive personality when you come over here to domestic violence with as many tags. We're gonna give you the information you need to break that cycle for yourself. We don't know your abuse, but you do. So you take the education and apply it back to your own story and you start using it for the betterment of your life. And you devise that plan in secret. And you never return. Don't give nobody no, not one time, nine times, two times, three times, four times to play with your life or play with your children's life. Or as the victim, you sitting up here talking about you want to stay and not even thinking about the children. You're not even thinking about your own children because you're so indulged in that relationship. Yes. Some victims stay because of fear. Yeah, they do. But there's some victims staying because they want to make it work. Make it work is the deadliest phrase ever. They staying because I want the family I never had. Oh, but Queen, I want that family that I never had. I tried to give her a family that I never had. I tried to give him a family that I never had. What? Abusers don't care about that. 
care about that for real. We got we got ulterior motives, man. We ain't thinking about no family for real. You know? No. We think about what we can get from you. What you can supply us with. What you lacking in your life so in return you can give me. Period point blank. So um I want to thank everybody who listened in tonight to the classroom. We are coming back again next month with the abuser side education. The third Thursday of the month, we do the abuser side education right here on Talk Shoe. This is an anonymous call for my victims and abusers that want to remain in secret. You can. Please feel, feel free to do that. Uh, but we do want you to listen in. We want you to listen in so you can begin to break the cycle of domestic violence and those many tags that it wear in your life and that is starting to wear in your children's life, and that is wearing in your home and at your dinner table. Dinner table is a sacred place. It should not be a place of hostility and fight and disgust and anger and vicious. It should not, your dinner table should not look like that. It should not. And it's going to start with the leadership of the home in order to break that cycle for the children that are watching that are victims of domestic violence due to your own negligent behavior. Victims and abusers are negligent in their behavior. And, yes, you may be there because of fear. But like I told you, you be willing to die in order to save your own life. So the next chance you get to escape that relationship and never return, do that. It'll be the best thing for you in the world. The best thing for you. And after you've done that, get you some counseling. Get you and your children some counseling. Don't be afraid about what the children want to express about the conversation. Don't wait till they're 17 because it's done. You ain't getting them back after 17. You're going to go through hell till they probably get 40. It's done. Start early with getting the children if they have seen all kind of trauma coming out coming out of a relationship like that, start early when you have made your escape and get those children the help that they need and get you the help and support that you need to remain strong in the aftermath of domestic violence. Okay? So go in peace and love, my brothers and sisters. Thank you for chiming in tonight. Tell somebody domestic violence wears many tags. And go in peace. And Lou, thank you for chiming in, my brothers and sisters tonight. Thank you for chiming in. Peace and love, everybody. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.